Booyakasha, welcome back to another episode of your boy G Swizz. To my left, Micah Ma. Micah, how we doing, brother? Good, how we doing? Cruising. And below me, we got Joxy Worsley. How we doing, Joxy? Dude, awesome. It was a long day today, but I'm glad to be with the boys. It always makes it a better day when the bo- we're together with the boys. What was that so long true. about it? I don't know. We, whenever we lift in the morning, and then I had to run a bunch of errands in the middle of the day, and then go to physio, and I sit around writing grad school paperwork and dealing with a bunch of stuff, and then practice was eh, not great. Jesus. So it was a long day today, but we're so, with the boys. What you just something that I just thought of. I know Gage has some stuff too, but mm-hmm. I think I just thought of what, what are some very basic things that we call differently in Europe? Because you said I was with the physio, and to me that sounds like obvious. And then I realized, like, dude, I think people over like back at home would be like, physio, what is a physio? Yeah, because we call them athletic trainers, right? Yeah, what do we even yeah, call yeah. the physio, yeah, trainer, uh, trainers, trainer, we're with the trainers. Yeah. Exactly. And that's one of them. What else do we call? The hall. Like, for example, they call their the volleyball here, like, oh, we're going to the hall. And then, for example, oh, I'm going to the... Like, uh, going instead to of the, the gym, they call it the hall. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then I'm like, oh, when are we going to go to the... Uh, I was like, are we going to go practice the gym? Like, like volleyball? And they're like, no, we, we work out already. We don't, we don't go uh, there. We right, practice. I'm like, right. What? And what do you call lifting? I was like, lifting can also be the gym, but also like working out. I was like, why are we working? It's, it's, there's like three different ones that are. I but, what are they, but what do they, like, do they call it fitness? Do yeah, have, yeah, fitness. Have, I was like, and I, right. I have to go like this. I have to like lift my arms like I'm bicep curling. Fitness right. and ball. They call it just ball here. Yeah, ours is fitness. Like, oh, we have fitness in the morning. Instead That's of a, lifting, they don't use lifting or working out even. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah. They, they call it fitness. Exactly. Like, uh, what about like fix? Is that, I'm pretty sure, like, fixed fix? tempo, like, a, it's, like, a uh, quick tempo, like, one? Yeah. Like, a one is, like, a fix, or no? No. Dang. They call, oh, they call pipe. three is seven. Yeah, shoot, yeah. The seven, they call it, well, I know, I know that they call it seven in Berlin, they called it seven in, I think it's seven internationally. Yeah. I'm not sure they why, do. what the number system also is. Also, chi for, like, push. Chi, chi for push chi. as setters, yeah. They don't like call you said, it pipe. It's not a big pipe. Yeah. yeah. And then I'm like, a, pipe, you want I, me to chuck that thing up there? It's <laughs> <laughs> no, exactly pipe, what I said. When they called pipe, I'm like, I and hesitate. Like, oh, okay, got it. The funny it's thing is, my team now, they call it Bic, though. Everybody calls like, our coach calls it a Bic because he's like very, he loves the American system. That's so right. So he calls every, and then so all the Europeans are so confused when our coach keeps calling it yeah, Bic. Yeah, they're like, Bic. <laughs> You mean pipe? <laughs> He's like yelling at me to be on the bick, and they're like, "What? What the hell's the bick?" The first, um, like, like the first or the second practice we had, I was like, passed the ball. I was like, I called for a two ball. I was like, "Do do 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 Send me. I was like, like I was like, Bobby. I was sitting on my backup, and I was like, two ball right here." And he nods my head. He's like, "Oh yeah." Like I'm like, "Oh, he gets what I'm saying." Position two. Oh yeah, and then he just sets, and then he just chucks, and I go for the two ball, and he just fires it to the like a took a shoot to the four. I'm like. I was like, what do you just set? And then I literally, I'm like, I grab people. I'm like, what do you guys call this ball right here? And I pointed. I was like, right here on the, on the, right here. They're like, they looked at me like I was crazy. It's like, there's no ball like this. We would never run this in a game. What do you mean? Like, they were getting yeah, mad yeah, at me. I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, no, no, a higher ball. 
right here. They're like, a pipe? I was like, no, 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 no. Right here on the net. They're like, and then finally. They call it like one meter. Meter ball. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And, and, a, and exactly. a week later, someone did it. I was like, that, that right there. What is that? What is that? <laughs> they're, like, they're, like, <laughs> they're like, a meter. We call this a meter ball. I was like, okay, 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 okay. Exactly. I get that. Also, they call they call outsides receivers, and they call yeah. right sides are obviously opposites, and then Libro. But Di- receiver, diagonal. No, in Germany it's diagonal. Yeah, Di- in, in Germany it's diagonal. What's diagonal? Right sides. I didn't notice that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the, here's a funny thing. The other day, like we get split up into groups with opposites, setters were together. All the middles were together. All of the outsides and little barrels were together, and we had to split. We were talking about just team goals, and we had to split off. And I'm like, "Oh, we're the team right side." I don't know. We had to come up with some name. And all the it was it's me and three other Germans. The other setter and the two other guys are all German, and they're like, they're like, uh, in Germany that doesn't sound very good. I'm like, "What do you mean, team right side?" They're like, "If you say that in Germany." They think you're a Nazi. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. Oh, God. I'm like, I, I, I saw uh, the political right. side of that coming. And so, oh, yeah, the other day, that was funny. I'm like, yeah, and in the U.S., we call them the right side. He's like, and they were all laughing. Well, what's and interesting coach. is there's less, like, volleyball culture. Like, people don't get volleyball as well in America, if that makes sense. They you don't. don't. That, yeah, they don't get it as much. And, like, there's also, like, these cultures and understandings that, like, have come over time of, like, middles. Like, the stereotype of middles. And, like, everyone overseas is like, oh, yeah, like, that's a middle. But, like, you, and what that means, and sorry, middles, but, like, you guys don't get anything. You guys are dumb. And you guys are just, like, spastic and, like, airheads. Middle. Yeah. And so they're just like, yeah, dude, what do you expect? Like, he's, this is a, it's a, it's a middle. Like, and it's, like, very, like, a, a, it's, like, an accepted thing. And it's interesting that there's, like, all these different kind of things like that that happen internationally, but less, like, in America. And I wonder why that is. I think probably it's just less high-level volleyball going on, maybe. I'm not sure. Yeah. No, that's for sure it. Way, yeah, way less, like, high-level high volleyball going on. Before we get into it, I just want to give a quick shout out. Again, Dr. Price's electrolytes, add system 20 for 20% off, keep you electrolyted. You know, that's how we stay juice for our late at night podcasts. And to support the boys by buying some merch, click the link in the bio and that supports the boys, get some sick swag. One thing I want to kind of, Micah, you texted me this the other day. There's, there's two main things I want to kind of get into. This first one, maybe not as much, but you're like, I remember I was like, I texted you. I was like, hey, did you see my story? I think it was on Sunday of me playing with that, Amer- oh, right. with that Bulgarian, the Bulgarian American football team where I just hopped in. Like, yeah. I, for those of you who don't know, I, I, <laughs> I saw this, uh, a bunch of Bulgarians playing American football and they're like, apparently Bulgaria has an American football league. And I went in there and I just mossed them all and just OBJ'd them all. It was very, very fun. Um, I literally came back from groceries and I had groceries all in my hands. I dropped my groceries. I played with them and then I picked them up and then went to went home. But the one thing you're if like, your team were to, if your team were to find out about that, what would they say? I don't know. I don't know. I think obviously with the we've been dropping like flies like lately. Like uh, <laughs> like for example, we had our scout middle good. we had our scout middle back playing today and we had to bring up like two junior from our junior team to come like. 
to compl- like compete like at six on six because we're dropping like flies out here. Um, <laughs> it's pretty funny, dude. Uh, uh, I actually want to see our head coach because Vince, he played 13 years in, in the Italian league. He was like he was in the Italian national team when they got silver and stuff. And he played a bunch of clubs. So I was like, I was like, he should hop in. I want to, I want to see this guy ball. You know, um, there is that. There is a thing that happens where injuries lead to more injuries, and like people don't. Understand you would know. That, like, you got UCLA would know. Believe me, I know. I know this, and now you're starting to figure out. And I think what part of I, part of it I don't understand, but I think also what part of it is is people start doing things that they're not used to doing. And then that leads to more injuries. For example, like at UCLA, we have an injury, and then now we have, say, me, I'm hitting. And Kofi's hitting opposite. Now, like, Kofi's body is so used to being a middle. Now he's, like, hitting high balls instead of, like, super quick, where it's like you're not yeah. using your – like, you're using different things. And then now he's like, dude, my back's killing me because he's just getting high balls. And I'm like, yeah, dude, I'm freaking getting these hits. And then you have, like – people filling in in drills where they never would be in. And, like, right. you just have a lot of people trying to make up for what you what is lost and a lot of people picking up slack, which leads to either you carrying too much load or you carrying a load you're not used to, and then you also becoming injured. Because it's just like – and then it's just domino effect from that. And then it's like we got ten players. Like, this guy's got to be, like, in, Spart- in Sparta where you're literally, like, the only front row – person on your side of the court you get every single ball in practice because it's like we have no opposite and we have no so it's like and then if you run a drill where it's like okay we're gonna set two balls to the left side and two balls to the quick bick then you got an outside that's literally hitting the two balls and switching and hitting the bick and then like just getting worn out and then that guy's injured it just is like it's just a domino effect i and i think people don't really pay attention to that but when you get an injury, watch how that affects. If it's an injury of someone important and, like, it's starting to affect the whole team, it, it can go downhill quickly. And I feel like also coaches, I see so many times coaches, they kill the rest of the team. I'm like, you have injuries already, and then they just yeah. go and kill the rest of the team. Like, middle, exactly. you have one middle blocker, and he's just, all right, you're going to do the yeah, exact same like plan. he's working like a dog. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, dude, th- you, you got this middle <laughs> Doing literally everything. <laughs> like, we should be, like, trying to preserve. Like, this guy just don't even practice. Right. You just right. go home. Like, like, right. Like, this guy's going to get every ball, like, in the game because we don't have anyone else. Like, he shouldn't be taking 100 swings every day in practice. I see that happen all the time. Like, I'm like, we're already down, guys. We don't need to be down more, guys. It doesn't make any 100%. sense for us. This far 100%. In the season. But they try and keep the same, like, practice level. And to do that, you need to be moving people around and, like, people have to do a lot of stuff. Instead of, like, saying, okay, we're going to change the practice. Yeah. Right. So this Some guys, of- some coaches just aren't good at that, though. Like, so, some coaches are really bad at that. And it's frustrating. Right. As it Like, as a team, you're like, this could have been avoided so easily. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's really, it could have been avoided for sure. But, you know, some coaches just boneheads. So, so this far into the season, uh, like for like when I when we first got here, since I have to do like conditioning at the end, my workout load isn't as much as it used to. Like for example, I used to have like seven rounds, like four sets, like seven rounds of just like four, like 
this far into your guys' season, are you guys lighting the load on your on your lifting? Because you're right about to go into season here. What are you guys' like routines? Yeah, the way load, less. Yeah, the load gets way like like you're. I don't know about other people. I know like the Brazilians have talked to me a little about how like hard they lift and exercise and like. From the few Brazilians that I've played with, they've said that, like, they really work really hard in the weight room. And then there's, like, Italians who have told me, like, man, it's volleyball. Like, the weight room? No. And then, like, you get everything in between. But from where the few teams I've been on, it's so different. Like, these guys don't, like, if, if it's, like, season, I'm like, dude, it's an eight-month season, guys. Like, you got to keep lifting. Like, yeah. At the end of the eight months when you're supposed to be super strong and, like, you're going to be so weak because eight months you didn't lift. And these people are just like, yeah, we'll lift maybe once a week. Like, now that it's season, I'm like, now that it's season, the season's like a freaking whole year. <laughs> what are we doing? Bro, so you, you know end, You end up going alone. Like, I go every year that I've been over here, I go alone a bunch. Because they just – it's just a different mindset. And they even say, like, all the Americans – lift way harder than most other people bro you know what's funny about the brazilians is i always hear i hear the same thing i hear the same thing from our brazilian here um at my club now you go look at the brazilian national team and they're like sticks dude i told that's exactly what i told them i'm like i'm like what do you mean you lift every day i'm looking at your team you're telling me my man's d souza (laughs) is in there and they're like dude douglas is super strong and i'm like what? Uh, yeah, they're not crazy, but they are in there, dude. They're in there. Every single one of their play. I'm look, I'm thinking of the national team. Every single guy that's on the floor for them. Yeah. Luca Redley. But it makes sense. Look at Douglas. Us. Look at Team USA, and we lift a ton. And they, we don't have anyone big. We got Christensen, Anderson, Holt, Smith, Shoji, Sander, and Russell. And these guys are sticks, and they are so strong. Like, Matt Anderson is a strong individual. Very strong. metabolism, or what is it, you think? I think it's the type of workouts we're doing. Like what? Like, we, we are, like, our strong is different. If they, we were to spend the amount of time that we do and the effort that we put in into, like, getting ready for a combine, we would look a lot differently without having to put more time in. We just our focus is different. Like, we would be benching a lot. But that's not what we're, our goals are. Was it a lot more like band sense? work and explosive work, or what is it? Mm. Well, for usually us, when you come in, you start. Us. Usually when you come in, you start in isometric, and then you go to eccentric, and then you go to like explosion. That's kind of usually the three the three stages of a summer at USA volleyball, mm-hmm. and um, a lot of it is just about like. Being, like, durable, I would say. Being durable is a good way to put it. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know the noise it just made. It's late over here. I was trying to hold a yawn. <laughs> it just came out super <laughs> Dude, weird. just let it go. Let it go. I got Sorry. it all the time. Dude, the thing we do in the weight room for Hawaii was that if we yawned, it's like it's like 10 or 50 or 20 push-ups, and we'd work at, like, 4.30 a.m. in the morning or 5 a.m. Mm-hmm. And so I find myself in the weight room just going to... Like holding Dude, I always, I always did this. I always did this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would always. I, <laughs> I and I never got caught. I never got caught once. I would always just like, like I'm rubbing, I'm wiping my face. 
Dude, for my for that my is team. So early, dude. One time, the head the head strength coach at Hawaii, because we always did the breast cancer awareness um, night, and so we get these pink socks, um, for that, and it, they were like Under Armour socks, so they were like team issued gear, so you could wear them for practice. And I was like down to my last pair of so- pink socks on like a six a.m. lift. I threw them on. I go into the weight room, and the head strength coach is like, "What the hell are you wearing?" <laughs> He's like, 20 push ups." <laughs> It's like five forty-five in the morning. I'm like, all right, <laughs> whatever, man. I have such a good story about that. So, um, we had like different punishments for if we were late, and mm-hmm. one of our guys was late. Um, and so the next morning we had to get to this football field at like six, and we didn't know what we were gonna do. So we showed up, and it was a super simple punishment. It wasn't that hard. But, like, oh, that's what it was. Okay, half the team – yeah, that's what it was. Half the team was late to these this, like, nutrition meeting. And we don't know why, but we were. Anyways, we those people had to do, like, every five yards of the football field, you had to do, like, some amount of sit-ups and, like, some amount of push-ups or something like that. The thing was that it was, like – it had rained, so it was super dirty. Anyways, he made us do that. But our <laughs> Don Broussard, one of the most legendary UCLA players of all time, um, was late to that. Oh, God. And so the next day, we had to come back at like 5.30. And it, we call this man. Everyone is ready. It's like 5.25. Everyone's ready. And we're all like, where's Dom? We had to wake <laughs> him up. We called him and we're like, Dom, where are you? And he's like... Oh, dude, I totally forgot. We're like, where are you? And he's like, I'm at home. This man made it in like five minutes somehow. He was still a little bit late, but oh, it was the third day in a row. We had to go down there at like six in the morning and do these rolling things. So <laughs> the guy and, oh, just... had, and every five, five yards, you had to roll the whole football field. That was also yeah. a thing. And then but the like at every five yards, guy. you had to stop and like do something. I can't remember what it was. Should have code red. Dude, rolling the football field is one of the worst. That was <laughs> I have a question for you after this. The um we were at this we had this golf fundraiser my my freshman year and we had some idiots. I remember on. that. Cause somebody took the van. Okay. I don't yeah, maybe. I don't know. But we we went to the golf fundraiser and all the players get golf carts to go around and like greet everybody and talk. It's and meet all the boosters. And of course, we had some idiots on the team. They I mean, went, they game. went, they went down on the green with like four or five guys around one of the holes, and they started doing donuts and just tore the green up. I'm like, what are? Oh, <laughs> my gosh! And Charlie was, I mean, obviously Charlie found out about it and so pissed. All those guys had to go do. I think they had to do four rolls, uh, four. Uh, so it was like 400 yards of rolls straight, and they were just puking as, like for those people, whenever I tell people about this punishment, they're like, "Oh, that doesn't sound too bad." I'm like, "Just, tr- just start rolling like 20 yards and see how brutal." You just get so sick. They're throwing up as they're rolling, and we all have to sit there and watch. Like, oh my. Oh man. What is what are some of the? I'm trying to think. I mean, we have some good ones. Some of the worst punishments we've been a part of or have witnessed on our team. 
Um, I mean, obviously, you getting kicked out of practice at 16 years old, going the hobo. Right I had to walk we home. Talk, yeah, we, I we talked. About it I much. talked about that. I had to walk home. That was a far walk. That was it was yeah. That was miserable. My two oh, laps. Dude, you know what really pissed me off? My freshman year at Hawaii. So we were on a road trip, and so half the freshmen were redshirting, and they were back home. And apparently, Charlie got a text while we were on the road trip saying that. The freshmen kept leaving the nets up after they like went and got reps while we were on the road, and the basketball team would go in and like have to take it down, and oh, so we're all like that, we're all like oh, too. we're all be, like if I was a basketball team I'd be so pissed. Yeah, like, and so, but like? but we, so we get back from the trip and Charlie goes, all freshmen meet me at Frank Street. We're like all freshmen. Because <laughs> we didn't know, we yeah. didn't know what yet. We didn't know what yet uh, because we didn't, we didn't find out what. But we're like, why all fresh? What happened? Right. And we show up, and then he told tells us, and like me, Stein, Dalt, we're on the road trip. We're like, why the hell are we here? Yeah. Like, how do we? Have any? And he made all the freshmen do this street called Frank Street in Hawaii. Everybody in Hawaii probably has heard about it, but it's a sprint up this kind. It's a it's not a fun. T- we we did Gage did a video actually of eating yeah, hot dogs. Gage and, yeah, yeah. Um, no, I filmed him. I didn't actually do it. Max Max versus uh, Rado. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but we uh yeah so we had to do sprints up Frank Street and I was so mad. I'm like these idiots. I don't. know. It's probably like Rattray, Colton, those guys, all the fools. Um, oh but yeah, that pissed me off. I'm trying to think. Gage, you've had some. Gage had a right. his freshman year. He lived in the dorms, and I was off campus. And Charlie would always ask me where Gage was. I'm like, I don't live on campus. I don't know where he is. I'm not like living with him. And Gage shows up. I don't. It was in the preseason, and of course, I'm like, Gage is gonna show up late one time. And we're sitting there in the team meeting. I'm looking around. Gage isn't there. I'm like, ah, maybe we'll stroll in five minutes late. We get going. It was like 40 minutes into practice. Gage comes strolling in, and we had a bunch of guys late that year. And nobody ever had to be punished. Gage is, like, if anybody knows or been on a team with Gage, everybody knows that Gage always gets the worst punishments and gets, like, if he does something wrong, he always gets, like, brought. He's always made the example. Always. Yeah. And so yeah. Charlie's, like, he Gage walks in, he's, like, start running. He had to run the rest of practice. It was, like, an hour 20. Dude, <laughs> so, I, had one of, I had one of those. So I have, I have a lot that I, I didn't even remember that this happened, but... Um, I that's what it was. I used to play uh, middle school volleyball with. We had pockets in our. Uh, oh, I love that pants. And so I would always get a bunch of soda crackers and load up and eat the whole practice. I don't know why I did this. Anyways, I don't know how he didn't notice, but one of these days he's like, "Are you eating?" And I'm like, "Yeah," like because I had been eating for like probably two or three weeks by this at this time. And he's like, you're eating in the middle of practice. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, start running. <laughs> and so I started running, and I, and I just kept eating. my like, I just ate the soda crackers the whole time. <laughs> but I, had, I didn't realize I had so much energy. I like, made a fool of him because I, I just sprinted. <laughs> and I would go, and I just went so nuts. That it was so distracting. And he's like, all right, stop. Stop running. And I'm like, no, it's my punishment. I deserve it. I gotta keep running. I deserve so I ran, it. I ran. I he tried to make I me stop. It. He tried to make me stop, and I ran the rest of practice. I don't know how I did that. Dude, that's the best feeling when you get punished to like just make him regret. That's the best feeling. He's like, all right. Oh, look. I had another one that was so. This is gonna paint me out to be so bad. 
This is I was a, I was like a very troubled kid. I don't know. I was a troubled kid. Yeah, I was a troubled kid. And so we as a collective group had realized senior year of basketball, which is the most ridiculous I think the most ridiculous team I've ever heard of or seen. It's it was out of control. With 13 seniors and we were all over it because our coach was like, I don't know, bothering us in some different he was yeah, he was bothering us in some different ways. And so, um, you know the drill, hero, the hero drill, where like somebody goes to the free throw line, and if they make both their free throws, you don't have to run. If they make one, you have to do a down and back. And if they, and if they miss two, then you have to do down back, down back. Anyways, so we all go. It's my turn to go, and we and we're all over it. And we had, but we had already realized that he can't punish us past like making us run. And so a bunch of guys were like fooling around and like missing and doing just ridiculous <laughs> stuff. Like they were trying to do Steph Curry finger rolls from the uh, from the free throw line as a free throw. They would do one of my friends did like a super long free throw routine that, and they're like shoot the ball, shoot the ball, and he just kept on doing between the legs. He kept on doing, and he's like spinning the thing on his spinning the ball on his finger. It was so funny. And so and also then they're like okay run. And then we would just like not run. We would just like jog it. And it wasn't, and like we'd always miss the time. And they're like, again. And we're like, okay. So we just like, because we, they couldn't make us do anything besides run. And if we weren't going to run as fast as they wanted, like what could they make us do? So there was also that punishment where I, I shot on the opposite. Or I, I'd either shot one handed like super hard or shot on the opposite free throw. Like from the free throw line, shot to the opposite hoop. That was pretty ridiculous. There was some hilarious stuff on that team. There's some really good stories from that team. Holy cow. It was so bad. And and but it was the funnest year and team I've ever been on in my entire life. Bar none, hands down, so easy. That team was ridiculous. Dude, that that's exactly how I feel about our high school volleyball team. It's like we had the funny like that was like in terms of just like comedy, that team. It was just straight comedy all the time. We we were in practices where we would just like take off our pants. We were just practicing without our pants on it. So, so and like we just do whatever. <laughs> we always just mess it. No, but our, but our head coach who we love now, he would get so like he'd be like, Tear it down, tear the nets down. Yeah. He'd try to give some like speech and we're just all like messing around, like during the speech or whatever like that. <laughs> yeah, it, was high, it was high school. And it was middle school, so. Right, so Dude, just thinking about it, yeah. Dude, I used to oh, this is the last one. On that same middle school team, I had some I had some other things happen. Where, one, I made our I made our uh, coach get like a very serious eye surgery because I was on a box and I was supposed to hit into the into the block, and one of my friends comes up and I went for like a block out tool, but I went way too hard, and I went like direct like I'm on the left side, and I'm supposed to be hitting like line or angle, and I completely wrapped the ball and hit it like. At, like perpendicular or parallel with the net and straight into his eye. So his like his cornea got like this uh, something. Jesus. And so he had to get surgery. And then I was doing the same drill and I did the same thing and it missed him by like this much. Oh my God. This guy was so mad. Also what the, the main story I was going to say, cause that wasn't the main story, but that came into my mind. We had this thing where if you give two claps, then you can butt slap anyone as hard as they want, as you want <laughs> on the team, because two claps is like enough warning. 
in our this was in our minds and so it's <laughs> up to you if you want to like deflect it or not and so our coach was bending over and i looked at everyone and i'm like two claps and they're like yeah yeah two claps so i give him two claps bang I <laughs> as hard as i could on the butt dude i think he was like filling up the ball like back then you got balls and like the nets you didn't bring them in yeah, carts yeah, yeah. and like those like weird nets yeah. and he was like putting balls in the net so funny what did he do i can't remember i think he just yelled at me <laughs> did he now like tell your dad you're in middle school your dad like he smacked your coach's ass i don't think i don't think so but my dad my dad was yeah it's so funny because the opposite was going on in our club practice like we didn't say a word even in water breaks we wouldn't say a word we were that guy was the only probably human being when I was younger that I was afraid of. That was the same thing, yeah. It wasn't my dad, much, but yeah. My dad one time he was yell he would yeah, he would go after dad, I think, I me think. sometimes. And he was yelling at me so much one day and I was just had enough of it. And I usually never say <laughs> I usually I just never had enough of it. I usually I never a say joke. I, I usually little Joe have enough of it. <laughs> And I, like, when I was young, I usually never say anything to my coaches. Even this day, like, I never, like, respond. Right, right, right. Me too, me too. But this day, like, he was just, like, on me. And I was, it was personal. He was going after, like, it was, like, way more personal. He was, because my dad, he'll, like, talk about things from, like, when you were 13. You'd be 18. He's like, remember in that match? I'm like, I was 13. (laughs) But he was yelling at me. And he came after me and yelled at me to do something. I just go, yes, coach. Oh, yeah, I remember that. (laughs) He's like, get your ass out of practice. Like, all right, I deserve that one, dude. When you guys left, bro, I got kicked out so many times. Remember, he would be like chucking balls, and I'd catch him and I'd toss it back to him as like a joke or whatever, <laughs> just stuff like that, just little stuff. There's stuff in college, actually. You know, when I when I graduated, I vowed, especially to our listeners out there, that I'd share more about the college experience and what goes on, like in an away trip or like stuff behind closed doors. You did, that, you did. I think I think it's time to share one of those stories right now. Okay. So this is after you left, so you don't have to worry about that. Uh, this is my junior year here. Okay. So and this is this is a punishment. So this kind of falls in line with the rest of the stories here. All right. So I'm not going to reveal the name of the university that this was with, or uh, or like some of the guys on the team. So basically, what happens? What you, what people don't know? This is a, this is a, this is a hot hot reveal here. What people don't know a lot of times is when people. When teams go to away, a lot of time, let's say, and this is the common for pro volleyball too, but except they're professionals and they're considered men, you know, not rather than kind of like kids as much, is that people go out the night they play. So, for example, let's say you play on a Saturday, you're gonna go out that night with the opposing because you have a friends in the opposing teams or whatever. And when you're away, obviously you're staying in a hotel. So, I mean, you guys know this. So you're staying in a hotel. So we didn't do that, which is really odd. Hawaii. <laughs> but it the makes sense. Are... Hawaii, you guys are on a flight. Like, we would play and then That's drive true. home. Like, we, we would play and drive home. Oh, yeah, so yeah. So, for us, we for stayed us. in a hotel for since exactly. we didn't have any in-state competition. And so, we'd have to – well, I never – I snuck out on two occasions. One of them was to see my good friend. The other was to see my girlfriend. I never went out to go party or anything like that. But what would happen is they'd sneak out and they'd go party with the team or something like that. And that was like a common thing. Every every away game, you know, you have to sneak out. So guys would be showing up sometimes, dude. Guys would be showing up the next day. Just <laughs> like, so oh, bad. coach, yeah. I ate something in the middle of the night. Just like so messed up. Like so 
was so just like still messed up. It was like, it was kind of crazy. I mean, obviously, if you lose, they're they're less likely. And if you lost and went out, you you look down upon. But luckily, Hawaii, we would would be winning a lot, so we didn't have that situation as much. Well, well, after my freshman year, I mean. So, one thing that happened my junior year. So we were at this university. We were on this long, long road trip, right? And we just and played a bunch of very, very low level, very no. We were in the middle of nowhere. But the team's like, hey, you should, we should go out, the blah, blah. And we're like, yeah, shoot. Well, apparently the team's like, yeah, let's do it, let's do it, let's do it. So we're all staying there. And somehow, Charlie catches whiff of what's happening. He somehow catches and I, like, finds out what's happening. So in the group somehow. chat, obviously, we're all in the group chat and something like that. And I think one of the guys accidentally, like, texts... In, the, in, the, in a group chat with the it's rest of the guys. That's usually yeah. how it goes. And, ex- and yeah. accidentally, it was, I think it was like Joshua Walker, assistant coach, was in the group chat. And he was like, hey, guys, like, what are we going out or something like that? Or I don't even, like, just some crap like that. And and then Josh was like, uh, hopefully not tonight. And they were like, oh, yeah, we meant uh, tomorrow. Just, just like basically caught my <laughs> name. Just a bunch of idiots. Just like a bunch of idiots. So apparently what happened was guys were sneaking out the um, – Guys were sneaking out the uh, the fire escape exits, so they're going out the fire escape exits, and the opposing team we were with at the time. Well, again, I did not partake in any of this. This is all what I heard, and this is what I also saw in the group chat. And eventually, well, what led to our demise is uh, what led to the demise is how I, how I found everything out. So, so they go out the and apparently what happened was one guy went to the gas station. They they they, they were all waiting for us, and like I think I forget who was on our team. They get in the car, and they're just chilling with the guys. And they're like, oh, let's go to the gas station. And they come back. And all the rest of the guys are like, okay, we're ready. So they all try and start sneaking out. Charlie gets a whiff of this. And, obviously, and I don't know how you guys do it, but we all stay on the same floor. And he starts pacing up and down the hallway of this hotel. He's going back and forth. And I could just see guys. I pop my head out just to see. And I see guys popping their head out like, oh, guys, get back in here. Get back in here. And Charlie opens the emergency exit one time. And he sees, I forget who it was. He sees someone, three guys in the emergency exit there, just like like in street clothes, just like, uh, uh, uh. And they're like, and I remember Charlie was like, what the hell are you guys doing? And I think, I'm not going to reveal any names, but the idiot, the, the, one of the perpetrators is like, uh, we were just going to go out with like uh, the the bleep guys, like the guys with the team that we were going with. And everyone's like, you idiot, why would you say that? Like, And basically, Car- Charlie, it's, it's about 1 a.m. this time. Charlie calls. He's like, everyone in the hallway now. Now me, you know, at late night after I'm eating, FaceTiming my girlfriend and doing laundry. That's what I do after the games or, or anything like that. So I go and we all get outside and some some of the guys are sleeping. <laughs> so we're all, we're all in the hallway and all of us and Charlie's at the top of the meeting. And some of the guys have to get woken up to get to this meeting. And they're like in their, in their tidy white. <laughs> And then they're boxers and they're just tight underwear out and they're just being like talked to. And Charlie starts yelling at us, yelling at us in the team meetings, just like blah blah. You think you get? And he just starts going off. He's like, "You want to go out and party with these blah blah guys?" And just, I mean, there's more said, but I don't want to reveal too much with revealing to the team. So he's like, he's like, at first he said, "It's 1 a.m. now. Every single hour we're gonna meet out here till we leave at 5 a.m." Um, so we live at 5 a.m. for the airport. And we're just like, oh, my God. So we had to start doing room checks. He comes and does room checks. I'm like, I, I'm like, crap, I haven't done my laundry. I got to go downstairs and do my laundry. So he goes to my room. I'm like, hey, uh, coach, uh, 
can, can I do go do laundry? And he pauses for a second and he finally lets me because he knows I'm not going to go sneak out. I'm not an idiot. Or I'm not going to go out. But eventually he <laughs> And he then you sneak out. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm gone. I'm gone. So then uh, he changes his mind. And instead he does room checks. And then an hour later. And again, guys forget to show up. So we have to go get him out. And they all show up like shirtless. Only <laughs> in their underwear. I have a pic of Rado and Max in their underwear. It's the funniest thing. I might attach it to this moment right here. Uh, it's the funniest thing I have ever seen in my life. Just like Hawaii men's volleyball. Just imagine a bunch of set, like 6'10 guys just like dead tired in their underwear. <laughs> on the, out on the, the middle of the hallway. So eventually we go. a way to show him that this is ridiculous though, don't you think? Yeah, I think it was ridiculous. Like, I mean, it, no, but it's part of like the way that I would not I would do it, but like I can see why you would do that because you don't want to look like you want to look like, dude. I'm just sleeping. You should go out like, naked. You should go out naked. Yeah, you dude. should like, just to prove a point to him and be like, dude, I'm just sleeping. Like, you know what I mean? You don't want to go out there and be like all well put together and be like, oh yeah. It's true, gelled hair. <laughs> this is a great yeah. idea. Yeah. Dude, some guys this still have their khakis idea. on. They're the next, they still have their like pants on. I'm just like looking at their pants. I'm just like, that's probably not the best idea. To they look super that. ready to go out at every yeah. checkout. Like Charlie. <laughs> but they <laughs> keep showing up drunker and drunker. Dude, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. These guys are just going out in between the hours. <laughs> so basically, we had to do this room check from every, every road trip we were on. After that, we had to do a room check. I don't know if guys snuck out after that. Oh, I know after the national championship, guys were, I think, 90% of our team was just absolutely plastered on the way home. Like, yeah, absolutely. I mean. Yeah, but they're not going to say anything about that. Oh, no, not, not, not at all. It was like in the lobby of the hotel as well. Anyway, that wasn't like crazy because I didn't reveal too many names or anything like that. But like, for those of you aspiring college athletes out there, that's what kind of goes on a Hawaii men's volleyball road trip. So if you're, you're down to go to Hawaii, that's the place to go. Or that's the place to party, I guess, on the road. But the main thing I want to talk about in this podcast was this. A little more. This is, this is more serious. This is more serious. So when I'm trying to improve on a skill or I'm trying to – and I'm in the middle of one, like a huge one, where I'm trying to improve my flow service reception with my, my, my platform. And one thing I've noticed is like – I was like – it's way more frustrating. Like, it's. It, I mean, it just gets so frustrating. So, how do you guys judge personally? Like, how do you guys judge if you're getting better? If it was a good, like, if you obviously you're going in there every day, you got to work at it, work at it, work at it. How do you guys judge if you're getting better at it? And for me, it's not always. And I think a lot of the young players. I don't know. I don't know how they go about this. And they might need to hopefully learn some stuff here, but. How do you go about judging if it was a good, okay, you're improving or not? So for me, I could go and I could shank 20 balls in a row. And I can be like, that was a lot better than the last time I shanked 20 balls in a row. You know what I'm saying? Do you guys go, because you guys are setters, so it's a little different. So for me, it's just like, it's like, okay, if I feel different, if I feel good about something, even though the result may not be what I want at first or something, I feel like I'm getting better. How do you guys judge, okay, when you're working on something new or something that you need to get better at, okay, this is getting better and better and better, and, like, to keep your spirits up? Joe? I mean, for me, it's, like, I always just kind of feel good about, like, my touch. and stuff. Even if some days, like, I just, the ball didn't go where I wanted it to go but I felt good about it. there's some days I felt like that too it's like oh, I actually felt pretty comfortable and felt it okay but 
it just wasn't like sometimes connecting. Mm-hmm. I've had those types of days. Uh, I would say the biggest thing is I always tell people, especially from the serve, like this is my serve, is that when I'm feeling my best, and I've found that I'm able to get to this place more for the most part of uh, when I'm playing. It's like no matter what, I'm always confident that I will be successful at it. Like when I'm at the service line, I'm always confident that I'll be able to hit my best serve. And obviously you can't always hit your best serve in at all times or else you'd be being paid a lot of money. You, I mean, nobody in the world can do that every single time, put their best serve in. But I, like having the confidence when you go do every, that action that you're able to do it successfully every single time is a point where I feel like that I'm like getting better because – Sports is such a game. I mean, there's a lot of things in life. It's just all about confidence and, and the momentum of uh, the momentum of the game shifts so fast. And if you're able to be confident at, at the skill that's required at all times, I think it's such an edge on the other people and the re- and your competition. So that's kind of how I judge if I'm getting better, if I feel like I'm improving at a skill or at the at the right level. If that answers it. Yeah. Gage, can you clarify the question? The question is what? So how do you feel like like I'm gonna, I should have just trying to get a sense out of it? How do you feel like? How do you judge if you're getting better at something like a skill or something like that? Is it just more result based, or is it how you feel, or is it like like I said, I gave the example. Oh, it's definitely like, both. Okay. Yeah, definitely both, but it depends on. Um, no, it's definitely both. But I think they usually go together. What, come, what comes first, though? Not for me. For me, it's not always like that. Feel. For me, feel it's comes always like, first. You're right. You're right. Feel comes first. Like, oh, that feels nice. That feels really nice. <clears throat> and then I can hone in the location of it. But like, if it feel, and then if it feels really nice and I keep missing, and then I, then it stops feeling nice. <laughs> but yeah, it doesn't feel as nice as I thought. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't feel as nice. <laughs> But definitely feel comes first, I would say. Like, if, you, if you're touching the ball the way you want to, and then after that you can start, like, at least for setting, then you can start honing in and, like, okay, let's start getting the ball where I want it to go then if I'm touching it the way I want to. Right. Right. How long does it usually take you? Like, when, well, how long does it take, like, for example, like, I'm sure you guys had a lot of new things that you guys had to try out when you're a pro. What's the, what's the longest that it took you? To, what was it, and what was, how long did it take you to get it down? I feel like me and Joe have both been asked to change the way we set a lot. Yeah, I know. So much. I know. I've gone How long to at take least three or four different, like completely different styles of setting that I've actually had to change through. Like I was raised to like have like set like this. Like I don't know if you guys remember, but like it was very round ball and then open and then the set back. It was like round and then out. And I don't know if people on the podcast see that. Um, I'm doing it visually. But um, and then I went to only fi- fingers, <laughs> and then I like from this all thumb and like to not using the thumbs was a wild transition. I don't know. What do you like the best? Randomly. What do you prefer? How long did it take you? Sorry, Joe. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how long it takes. I don't remember. But what do I like the best? Somewhere in between. Okay. Somewhere like I think I found it. I think I found it. I'm really happy with it. It's it's a little bit like too forgiving sometimes with middles because like the middle wants it out a little faster than I'm than I'm used to. 
just like a split hair faster that I like kind of can, they can kind of get held up on it a little. Yeah. But to the pins, I really, I really think I've found my happy medium. And then to the middles, it just depends on the middle. Like if they fly yeah. and I have some time, I can get it like that. But if they're quick and like don't jump so well, I kind of have to get it out a little earlier than I want. I feel like it's so ridiculous to like force a player to like be a certain like very specific way. I don't know. For me, I think it's so ridiculous. I like. I always tell people, you look at the top setters in the world, every single setter sets so differently. So differently. And, dude, shout out to Mr. Hames, who we stayed with in Knoxville, Tennessee. I think we talked about him before. Yeah, we had freaking, some good a freaking really good volleyball mind. Yeah, he's awesome. He has a really, really cool volleyball mind. He's, yeah, he's one of my favorite people I've ever talked to. He's he's awesome. He just has he's a lot. so cool. I think he's a really good view. Like, as a coach... He's somebody that I like the mindset that I would love to play for. Like that's 100%. the type of mindset that I would love to play for because he allows his athletes to be athletes, and yeah. he just put like co- the coach's job. Especially at that age, I think uh, it depends. Obviously, it depends on the skill. Some like there's some junior level teams like all right, get them to serve the ball over the net, and <laughs> like that's enough. But when you're dealing with like high level athletes, it's like helping everybody like fit the system and or fit a system that works for everybody else like and that's like the best coaches are so good at that it's like all right what do we have what are our strengths how do we put together a team that will one million percent play and that and the way he talks and the way he uh works with kids and stuff like he does a really good job of that and he just kind of lets he's like if the center is set, I don't care how the setting. If it's working, we're siding out on a high rate. Why would I change that? I'm like, exactly. That's how I feel. Like right. that's how I feel about my setting. I don't understand why. Like it, well, like my first year at Friedrichshafen, they try to change a lot, and it just felt really uncomfortable setting. Really, the ball out of my hands. I'm like, it just doesn't. Then the second year is less input, and I kind of like went back a little bit to older ways, and it just felt like I was playing better in general when I was playing. And then now the coach this year is like a lot of freedom. I feel like really confident and really comfortable. Um, but obviously there has to be like, I also don't agree with just allowing freedom because if you allow that, then you just have guys go so many different ways. And yeah, I think coaches really have cool. to, there has to be a system. But I think we need to get him on the podcast actually. I think he would be freaking I think awesome. you're. I think you're actually spot on. We actually do. I was just sitting here, I'm like, he's someone, we should absolutely have him on the podcast. We I don't even know why we didn't shoot a podcast with him when we were there. What yeah, were we I thinking? don't know. Yeah, that's a really good point. Now that you said that, I'm like, yeah, how have we not had that guy on? Uh, so we'll arrange really to get him on. He's awesome. And his just his personality. It's like, oh, I really, really, really enjoyed hanging out with him. So we're going to make sure to get him on so everybody can meet him. It's funny because his daughter is one of the athletes that we're working with. Right. Um... So we're, we're going to get him on. You guys will love him. He's awesome personality. Um, but Gage, let's, uh, let's finish up some questions here, and then we'll let the people yeah. go here. Let the people go. I mean, they could have gone whenever they want, but if you're still here, yeah. thanks for no, saying they're that. All, they're all here. They've all stayed all right, all right. for these so questions. There's like a bazillion questions. So You know um, what we could do is throw in some like random things at the end of a podcast that could help people out for like just being like they're still here. You're still listening to us on a on hey a guys. podcast that hasn't been as well structured as it as other ones have been, and like we've kind of just been conversing. I got an idea. Hey I got a promo code for you guys: twenty percent off Doctor Price's vitamins out of System Twenty. That's Boom! You guys, <laughs> guys, 
Guess what? There's also some merch. No, but being in, in all seriousness, in all we'll, seriousness, we'll put we'll put a little idea. gift in. We'll put a little yeah. gift in every once in a while. Yeah, yeah. I think we should. I think we should. I think that'd be cool. Like Sorry, we'll uh, we'll, we'll give right? a promo code where it's like free. Like the first five ten people to use it get free thirty dollars in the store or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. So smart man. But we're gonna yeah we're gonna leave this right here. So only the maybe sometime near like a Christmas episode or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Already. And that's your hint. And that's your hint. If you stayed here, your Ooh. hint is that it's gonna be a Christmas time episode. We're not gonna promote it at all anywhere else besides yeah. this right here. Right. So you either are late on that episode and you get lucky, or you're late on this one and you got lucky. That's true. Or you have no idea what we're talking about when, we, when the time comes. <laughs> Here's yeah. a promo code. They're like, what? For what? All right, here we are. First question. We're going to rapid fire because there's actually a lot of good questions in here. I'll try and keep it around five here. Make sure you All shout right. out the people's names. Okay. Double D, David Manzilla. Could one pro outside carry a boys high school team to a state title? Which yes. Which state and, and which pro outside? But... But it de- yeah, it depends. But yes. but which state? Do you know? I Bro, we go it to de- top. I don't I think, think it matters. Only- I don't think it matters the state. I think it matters which outside. If I it's, it ma- it- I think it. I think it matters. You have to get really lucky. It has to be California because any other state. But maybe not because there are some professional outside player outside hitters, that are on like third division leagues that. They do it for fun. True. And they do, they have a normal day job. Do you mean like in a in Germany, France, Poland, like in those kinds of leagues? Absolutely. I yeah. Agree. I because I've seen like you see like we played with the top high school team in the country this year. It's like if you put a high level a professional outside, a guy can carry any team to beat. I think it. Any high school team. Yeah, yeah. The physicality. I think, in, I think in any first division of a European, like, yeah. Yeah, that's a good way. These people it. are really good at volleyball. I don't think people really understand. Like, yeah. There's a lot of players, and they are all really, really good. Yeah. Duh. Okay, next question. Ideal height question. for out. Oh, shout out to Max Chull for this one. Ideal height for outside. I'm 6'3", wondering if that's good for 16s. Yeah, it's more than good. 6'3", 16s? Nowadays, dude. Nowadays. solid. You don't need to be any more than 6'3", at 21, and you can be the best outside in the world. Yeah. Nowadays, that doesn't matter so much. Ingepeth, they're all 6'4". Mike Amaha. 6'3". Oh, my dude. I'm straight trash. Next, straight next question here. Chris Mitchell, 22. Short court tips. Uh, only tip. Only, like, push and tip. <laughs> Dude, short court. I, yeah. I, it, There's no need for hitting. I When I go watch guys play short court and they're hitting, I'm like, what are you doing? Like, oh, yeah. That error rate is through the roof. Like, And they just not pay try off to bounce. And I'm like, this is so dumb. But... Also, I think we talked about this in most of our clinics. Is like the set needs to be on the net. I don't know how short of a court you're talking about, but if it's really short, like inside the three meter line, the ball's got to be, yeah, the ball's got to be on the net for you to be able to put the ball away. Okay. 
And it's funny. It's one thing Micah talked about a lot at our clinics. And our coach literally yelled at our outsides the other day for this. Is when the ball is set tight, don't jump into the ball. Get your feet to the net and jump straight up. Like our coach it, it told our outside, yelled at our outsides that because they kept like jumping into it. You just lose power. You don't have any feel. It's like, and so our coach was like, get there, get your feet there, and just push in. And it's so easy. Once you learn how to do yeah. that, it's the easiest it's a, thing it's, in the it's world. It's a lot. It's a lot of footwork. It's like you have to be yeah. positioned in, in in the right way. And you just have to have like feel for the game, like. That's why the players who are really good at that are the, on the best teams in the world. <laughs> well, also, like, going back to that last question, my favorite players are always undersized. Yeah. And mostly undersized outsides. Like, my favorite players are Kubiak, like, Ingepeth, Bruno, Nishida, um, like, all these undersized players. Jibo Will- is William. incredible. The top two players in the, of all time. Are undersized outsides, Karchkarai and Jiba. If that's people want to debate that, then that's fine. But like those are two players of that have been very successful, and they're both like a little undersized and just they're always a dog too, and they take chances and they have take oh. risks. All right, Gage. I have two more questions. These are good. What questions. was the, really? These are all really good questions. Thank you guys. From could have, could David K. <laughs> what was the most significant piece of advice you got from another player? Wow. Uh, I'll go first, I guess. Um, so, I would say like, I've had a l- kind of strange history of like working, um with like other setters sometimes on my teams that I played with. So, but I would say the best relationship I've ever had with another setter is last year with Dayan Vincic. He's the Slovenian national team setter. And he was like, he would just crack me up of just how much like he would just do what he want, like do his thing always. It did not matter at all. Like he was just going to stick. If coach pulls him, he's like, all right, I did whatever. Like literally there's some days he's like, he does what he's going to do. If it's not working, he's like, Joe, I don't know why they haven't pulled me yet. He'll tell me that like in timeouts. He's like, you should be in the match right now because <laughs> it's just not working. But that's the way he does. And he's like a firm believer in like just whatever you're, like, you're comfortable with, your game, you play your game. Like you don't listen to whatever people try to force you to do. And I think he takes it to an extreme, but like I think that's such a good message and young players need to understand that when working with like coaches because especially at the professional level, like if you win – and you do like it. They're not gonna be sitting there like asking you to change stuff if you're winning. So as long as it's successful, like you just need to stick to what in uh, stick to what you are comfortable with and what you believe in and what your style is. And that was something always like I really appreciated. And he was always like reminding me of that always. And so it was pretty cool. I yeah I really enjoyed working with him. Gage. Mine's a lot more straight to it. Uh, sorry, mom. I swear we're in here, but Brett Shewer just said, "All said to me, just don't be a bitch. Just play volleyball." So I want to give a shout to Brett Shewer right there because I know he hates shoutouts, and that was probably some of the best advice I've ever gotten. Dude, that is that is really good advice. Um, I know I've definitely Man, given that, and maybe in different words, <sighs> but I've given that to different people at different times too. Because it's really important advice. 
Okay, mine. Um, Thank you. Uh, I would say mine's honestly. I've gotten so much really good advice, um, like at a higher level. But I think I have to go back to like the very basics of where I came from, and that would be less is best. That was something that came from me from Charlie Jenkins. Um, and it kind of like was the foundation that we built our club, our club identity on. Um, and I still believe in it. I think it's pretty true with a lot of things, especially setting. It's come to, it's come like, I've come to realize that like being simple is, is also very, very difficult and very, I don't know, valuable. Yeah. So many temptations all the time. Yeah. There's dev and it's like risk management. There's always times to be flashy, but like I already kind of naturally have that aspect in me. So like I kind of more need the less is best kind of advice than the ghost gunsling. Yeah. Like, I don't need to be told. <laughs> if you tell yeah. I'll, I'll I'm the same way. <laughs> yeah. You don't really have to tell me that. So um, that's a more personal one. I needed to be reined in a little. That's why that's more important to me. Dude, that was like when we played BYU, like it's same same thing with you. But Jalen Ray, as we were playing BYU, like my junior year, and he goes and I'm at the net standing there, and it was like super tight game, and we just weren't like our hitters weren't playing really well. And he comes to the net and he like points out, he's like five feet away. He's like, "This guy's insane. He will literally do anything. <laughs> He'll set the ball anywhere." I'm like, I got all this. Yeah, if the coach just tells you. Do whatever I'll like. All right, I'll do whatever you ask. What a rip! <laughs> yeah. All Live right. with the consequences right. later. <laughs> Live and die by the sword, baby. That's what I always say. Um, Damn last right. question here. A little more, a little more heartwarming question from Guizelito. Genuine question. How are you guys doing right now, boys? You ask us this at the beginning of the pod. Um, yeah, we're all well, been an tired. hour. And we'll here be we honest. Are. We're all, we're all, we're all tired. Well, how are you doing, Gage? Gage, I feel like you want to answer this. How are you doing? I'm doing good, actually. It's been cold nice. weather here. I've been, okay. dude. I've been in the weirdest. I've never been in this mindset in my life. I've been, I've been trying to explain it because. All right, I'll try. All right, do you guys actually want to hear it really quick? It's yes. the weirdest thing. It's the weirdest thing. I actually, the reason I asked you that, I just thought it was the best question to end on because I didn't actually, I mean, I wasn't planning on saying any of this, but sure. it's the weirdest thing I've ever had in my life. <laughs> so obviously Joe and I lived in California uh, for the majority of our life, and then we went to Hawaii, where there are pretty much, Hawaii, there is no seas, there are no seasons in California. There is not that much variation. Obviously, I describe my favorite kind of weather, and you get that this kind of weather a lot in the Bay Area called sweater weather, fall weather, you wear a sweater, you wear sweatpants, and you're very, very comfortable. But it's never like you feel the effects of winter or anything like that. So one thing that changed for me, the biggest thing to hear, like I was like sometimes like a down or something like that. I was still trying to get used to everything. Is one thing that changed my mindset and helped my mindset was the weather changed. And when I would go from Hawaii to Thanksgiving or from Hawaii to Christmas, it would be sweater weather where uh, um, in California. So I would be like, okay automatically that weather I associate it with Thanksgiving, I think, I associate it with Christmas. So the weather changed one week and I start getting happier and happier 
because I felt like, and I go into practice, and it's not even October yet. I just look around. And I'm like, doesn't doesn't it feel like Christmas in here, guys? Like I was serious. I was like, it felt like Christmas, and that was the weirdest thing. And I'm kind of in this mindset right now where it's like. I feel like it's Thanksgiving, but I feel like it's Christmas. And then I have this playlist called Out of This World Playlist that I found on Spotify. Probably the greatest playlist I've ever had in my life. It's, it's, I only listen to slow music now. It's, I mean, now. Just kind of slow, vibing kind of music. So on that, on top of that, I get transformed into this world. And I, I like, I, I've never had anything like this in my life. So I'm transformed into this world, walking in practice all the time. I'm just in this world, but then like I then I get out of it when I have to take my headphones off and I realize where I am. But then again, I'm not sad, but I'm not like I'm like I'm kind of in this mindset where it's like I feel like I it's just I'm not sad, but but how do I put this? But it's not blocking me from being happy. Now I have these happy like it's it's the weirdest thing. So I'm in this weird thing where I feel like I'm in Christmas or whatever like that. I'm just kind of like cruising like in practice. I'm very very chill. And, like, it's just this weird thing where, like, and then I think, okay, I'm not next with my loved ones and stuff like that. So it's not really Christmas. So that can be kind of a downer. But then it's, like, so then it's, like, it's just this weird mixture going on right now of all this kind of stuff. But I'm actually doing really, really well. But it's just, I'm in this weird mindset of things that I've never been in in my life. I've never experienced the the full. Okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm like, trip, I'm, to put it simply, I'm tripping ball sack noodle over here in Bulgaria. <laughs> Just, that's literally how I explain what's going on right now. Anyways, guys, thanks for hopping on the pod. Get, oh, first of all, last things. How are you guys doing? Doing great. Joe said he was tired. I'm tired yeah. too. Joe's tired. It was a long day. I'm doing well. I'm doing really well. I feel like I'm super grateful for the job that we have. Yeah. And one thing that makes me grateful for it and we can end on this I guess because it's something that I felt today was just like the time that we have to be able to reflect mm-hmm. I feel like we have a lot of time to reflect and I feel like when we're at home I we don't get as much time to ourselves quiet time to reflect and people in general don't get as much time as us and I feel like that's a necessary part of living because you you start to learn thing like you get a lot of time to learn about what you're like you're living and then you reflect and then you live and then you reflect but if you're always just going go going you're going to keep making the same mistakes and you're not really getting as much out of those times and you're not learning as much and we get so much time to reflect that we can like really get a lot out of this time that we have overseas and like learn a bunch and i really appreciate that about our job yeah, I know, Mikey, you, start, you write, and I, I've actually started writing a little more to kind of, like, put my thoughts and or whatever I want on paper, and it's it's really, really, I've, I've, I've never really done it before, and I really, really enjoy it now, but I never try and force it. It's always, if I feel yeah, something, yeah, yeah, totally, I'll put totally, it down. Yeah. I'll totally, write, like, a totally. page and a half, like, small handwriting or something like that, and it just, just kind of flows out of you. It's kind of crazy. Totally. It's so um, awesome. We have such a cool job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good life. It's a good life. It's a good life. Playing the Anyways, volleyball. Again, stay electrolyted. Dr. Price's electrolytes. Autism 20 for 20% off. Link in the bio. And again, support the boys. Grab some merch. Link in the bio. And then we're going to be dropping, again, this is the last time you're going to hear it. We're going to be dropping a promo code near Christmas. Toward the middle, the end, the beginning. We don't know. You got to listen to the whole thing to find out when the promo code is. And... Uh, Maybe it's more than $30. Maybe it's a crazier prize than that. Maybe it's possible Christmas lungs. There's another drop there. Free trip to Hawaii, maybe. 
Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we'll see. But boys, thanks for hopping on the pod today. Always a pleasure. I hope you guys had a good week. And uh, one last thing. I know you guys have been asking how you can watch our games. Don't worry. Yes, we will all be starting one and two. Micah well, starts this weekend, bro. Micah's yeah. first match is Saturday. Exactly. Tomorrow. Sunday. We will be, Sunday. We will be... We will be posting all the games on our system, so make sure you stay there. We'll post a link. You can just swipe up. Hopefully, you want to buy them. We'll, we'll get the details on that. Um, but just remember, if you can't handle the heat, goddamn kitchen. This has been another episode presented by Atlas System.